everybody. It is a windy Friday in Las Vegas. Perfect for staying inside and watching Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus, your host, and you are watching the Vegas Video Network. I'm really excited. Um, uh, we've got some new shows that are going to be starting soon that I'm not allowed to tell you about, just that there are some new shows, so keep an eye out open for them. You can also watch all the current shows on iTunes. And don't forget, if you've got a question or a problem, go ahead and email that in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. So we're going to be talking about real estate both here in Las Vegas and around the nation. Let's start local with the Friday figures. Here we go. I've got some, some good news if you're a seller and bad news if you're a buyer. We are down to under 15,000 available units. The official number is 14,846. Median price of an available single family home is down to 136,000. Median price on a condominium or townhome is 65,000. That is also down from last week. Of that total, we have 2,635 foreclosed homes. The median price on those has dropped again to $103,000. Yikes. We do also have 7,438 short sale homes in that figure. The median price on those is down to 112. In addition, we do have 4,772 non-distressed sales. The median price on those is up, yes, I did say up, to 180,000. Now, in the last 30 days, we have had 3,784 closings. The median sales price on those homes was 113,000, and the median list price only 115. Not a big gap. I do like seeing that. We'd have um, just barely under 13,000 contingent units. And um, for rentals, 3,813 available. 2355 new leases signed, median rent on both of those, a nice even $1,100, stable for at least the last year. Now, as for um, what news we've got going on, I just thought, think uh, that this one's kind of time sensitive here. The Nevada Supreme Court is looking for volunteers for a committee for improving our foreclosure mediation process. If you are interested in being one of those volunteers, Get, get, get a leg on it because the deadline for applying is Monday. Mortgage rates are up a little bit at 4.81%. I can't honestly say that I'm surprised they're up. They just are. Um, here's a little bit of a surprise for you. Even though sales were down in February, um, down by almost 10%, it turns out that the available inventory is also down, but only about 1%. So it's kind of an interesting conundrum. The sales are going down and the number of things you can buy also going down. So today, I'd like to talk to you about something you all do, search for homes online. It does turn out that between, depending on what source you like to look at, between 80 and 90% of all real estate buyers are going to look for a home online. It's fun, and it means that you don't have to deal with some real estate agent like me. Ha ha, I can laugh at myself. Isn't that great? <laughs> now, the three big property search sites that you're probably most likely to be looking at are Realtor.com, Trulia, and Zillow. And we're going to get to those three in just a minute. I do want to make sure that you know that most of the other sites are getting their information either from the MLS, 
which is effectively realtor.com, or from a thing called List Hub. That's where uh, basically one listing gets syndicated through a few dozen sites. It's something that us realtors have to worry about, and you do not. They just arrive. It's wonderful. So what is the difference, and where should you look for your next home? Well, I've got one listing. It is my most recent listing, and we're going to look at it at four different places so you can see the difference between them. First up, let's take a look at what Realtor.com will show you. Oh my gosh, there's my smiling face right there. Uh, <laughs> many regions do have what are called featured listings where agents are actually paying to have additional uh, pictures there. We are very fortunate in the Las Vegas area that we can just add up to 20, 24 pictures without having to worry about spending extra money. Um, this particular listing is pretty complete because most of the information is pretty much cribbed directly from the MLS. As you can see, there is a very easy way to figure out how to contact me. There is a property history and some neighborhood information below that does include school information. It does not include whether this home would be a foreclosure or a short sale. It isn't, by the way. And it does not include availability status. Now, what is availability status and what does it matter? Well, you remember I was talking a little bit ago about contingent listings. The MLS considers contingent to be eh, almost as good as available because it could still fall through and the home might go back onto the market. However, odds are very good that they are not actively accepting new purchase offers. Now, that's pretty frustrating for you, the buyer, trying to figure out what you can and can't buy. You pick out half dozen homes you like and four of them are already contingent. What good does that do you? Um, well, first of all, it is a just in case, in case it does fall through. And the second reason that this does happen this way is so that you're likely to go ahead, call that agent whose lovely picture appeared on the screen and, and ask about it. And they'll say, I'm terribly sorry. Can I help you by having a customized search just for you? So as you can see, it is half a tool for you and half a tool for me all at the same time. And it's an important thing to remember about all of these sites. Next up, let's take a look at what you get over on Zillow. Yay, Zillow. OK, so then, yes, there is a way to contact the listing agent, but you're not going to find it until you scroll down a bit. Um, you also see that there are links to several buyer's agents that are eager to help you. There is less information about the house itself, but there is more complete tax and history information that we, than we saw over on Realtor.com. It does include what is called a Zestimate. Um, sometimes Zestimates do not exactly reflect current trends. And if I could get you to scroll up to right there, you'll notice that those three pictures on the side, those are what it considers to be comparable properties. Now, two of those properties, yeah, they're in the same neighborhood. I'd agree that they're probably comparable. But that third one is a multi-million dollar condo. I think we can agree that that is not in any way, shape, or form comparable. Now, some of this, excuse me, most of this information is actually input by the agent. Obviously, it generates the Zestimate on its own. And some busy agents simply do not have the time to input that information. Again. You don't get the availability status. You don't get whether it's a short sale or a foreclosure or a traditional seller. That brings us down to Trulia. 
does. <laughs> now, there are no property details here, but it does have a pretty complete checklist of what the property has and doesn't have. It isn't, the, the how to contact me doesn't appear until all the way at the bottom of the page, but yes, it includes that lovely picture that I need to update. The history info does include recent nearby sales, which I think is a, a useful tool for you, the buyer. Some of this information, again, is input by the agent. And again, some agents are too busy to get that accomplished. It, it's not indictment, it's just the truth. Again, no availability status and no information about whether it is short sale foreclosure or a traditional sale. And that brings us all the way to my favorite, which is what your realtor will send you in your email when she does that lovely personalized search and discovers that this is a great house for you. And it does have concise information up there at the top. You've got the availability status, the price, some of the tax information, what kind of features you get out of the HOA. Um, that picture, it looks like there's only one picture, but if you click on it, there's an option to see all 20 glorious color photographs taken by yours truly. Um, the listing itself includes uh, the property description, just room measurements for all of the rooms, directions, how to get there. You've got tax data. You've got um, whether the home is foreclosed, whether it's a short sale, or in this case, whether it is a traditional seller. At the bottom, you even get to see what your HOA fees are. Um, now, one thing I'd just like to point out, your realtor will not, or at least should not, send you listings that won't fit your needs. You can accidentally see lots of listings that don't really work if you go through most of the other sites, but a good realtor will find out what you need and filter that out for you. Your realtor can, can look in only one area or a zip code. She can filter by price. She can filter by the kind of financing that the seller will accept, what, kids the uh, what schools the kids will attend as opposed to vice versa, and even features as big as swimming pools or as small as garage door openers. Yes, if you say, I don't want a house that doesn't have an automatic garage door opener, you can filter for that with your realtor. It is hard to get that information at the other online search tools, but this way you don't spend lots of time searching through dozens of houses that for whatever reason aren't going to work for you. I hear that we have a question. We do. Julia wants to know, uh, can she have direct access to the MLS? No, I'm afraid that that is not possible. We, we realtors kind of like to keep things close to our vests. It also helps us to determine your needs so that we can serve you better. I'm terribly sorry, but that's the answer. Now, I've seen advertisers from realtors where they say, you know, you fill in this form and we will, in fact, give you direct access to the MLS. Is that a scam? It's usually a little that? bit filtered. Um, it, it, there are not quite as many ways to filter information as we have in the big MLS tool. Thank you. And you know what? That brings us all the way to Real Advice. Well, we've just spent the last several minutes talking to potential buyers. Now I'd like to talk to potential sellers. And I'd like to answer that question, why the heck should I hire a realtor? That's a pretty good question, don't you think? Um, a lot of people think that all, all us realtors do is we, we put a home in the MLS, slap a sign in the front yard, print some brochures, and maybe if we're not terribly lazy, we'll run an open house. 
Well, no, I'm sorry, we do a lot more than that. And I'd kind of like to tell you about some of the things that people like me do for people like you. Obviously, the first thing is we get that house into the multiple listing service. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some low-cost options for people that are, want to put things in the MLS and want to not pay a realtor. That is true. Um, I'm not going to say it isn't true. However, you're also paying for my professional services, writing, all the, that, writing that little blurb that tells you all the wonderful features about that house. Um, the next thing we do is that Frankly, most of us have a short list of contractors that we like to work with who can help you should there turn out to be something that needs to be done. This does include people like painters and roofers. It also includes um, guys like title companies and loan officers. So we can help you, with a, help you find the right person for a lot of those things. And believe me, almost every home has something that could stand to be improved a little bit. Now the next thing we do is we help get feedback. Now most people are way too polite to tell you that, um, that your living room smells funny or that your, the, the paint in your kid's room is ugly, but they have no qualms about telling me that. And I can kind of gently say, you know, have you thought about painting that second bedroom and make it a little bit softer than hearing it from a stranger? The fourth thing we do is we make sure that you have an accurate idea of what your home is worth. Um, we were kind of touched on the idea of Zillow's estimates earlier, but the fact of the matter is it is a little bit more complicated than that. Sure, okay, maybe a home two blocks over sold for $30,000 more than what, than what I'm saying, but that accounts for the fact that it's got a pool and is 500 square feet bigger and has new carpet. And maybe, I'm not account maybe you are not accounting for the fact that the house uh, on the other side of you actually sold for less because it was a foreclosure. So I, I help be the reality check, the, the, uh, the, the no ego in this game. Here's what I would find it to be worth if I were buying it for myself or my client. And the last but the most important thing that people like me do for people like you is make sure that the law is followed. Making sure that the paperwork is right, that the right paperwork is filled out, that you don't accidentally break laws about disclosures or fair housing or any of that stuff that's, that doesn't seem important until you're looking at a big fine for breaking the rules. So if you talk to somebody who thinks they've saved a lot of money selling their own home, I'd like you to remember what their time is worth what hassles they had to go through, and did they actually get a fair price, or did they end up shorting themselves some money? These are questions that you need to ask before deciding to put up that for sale by owner sign. And I do hope that if you've got more questions about that process, that you'll go ahead and contact me so we can talk in more depth about your situation. So that does finish what I had to say today, and I'm so glad that you could join me. We are on the Vegas Video Network, so be sure to send those questions to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. I'll be back next week at 1 o'clock with another terrific episode. But in the meantime, if you've got a personal question for me about your real estate needs, you can go ahead and find me and the complete version of Friday Figures at bridgetmagnus.com. 
thank you again. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.